the space of productivity is just so unique because it's apply. It can be applicable to any field, but finding that first niche field can really do a lot to start that brand off. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day, they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth. Until tomorrow, no code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from an ethical hacker to a European Ivy League business graduate to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I've lost everything twice, and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective, and persistence to go on this journey with me and get from experts the answers about money, marketing, and mindsets so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. My guest today is awesome. His name is Ariz Keshwani. Offline, he's Clark Kent, studying bioanthropology at one of the best universities in the world, Northwestern University. Online, he's Superman, and his superpower is productivity. Ariz is the brain behind Human OS and the newsletter, and it's an honor to interview him today. Our goal is to get the insights that will boost your productivity and help you ship more often in less time. So, Ariz, how are you today? Yeah, hello. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I really appreciate you reaching out. I'm great. Um, it's been a busy week. It's mid-finals, as you said, at Northwestern University. Um, but I, yeah, I'm great. Just, just pretty busy and a little bit of stress, but I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, and I guess being busy is the definition of being productive. So to me, productivity seems to be a big part of your life. Was there any experience or situation that gave you the drive to focus on it, that brought it into focus and focalized it into attention? Absolutely. Um, to kind of start off, uh, so I, I'm in my senior year at Northwestern. Um, in high school, I was, I mean, I was, I was a good student. I, I don't think I was anything crazy impressive, but I, I was a good student. Um, and the main thing was I let a lot of things just happen to me. You know, I, I, I did well in my classes, but I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't proactive. I didn't go in the extra mile or anything like that. Um, once I went to college and especially that summer going into college, I realized how important it was to do well. And with the reality of med school on the horizon, um, how important it was to be productive and to have good time management. So that summer and that first year at college, I spent a ton of time consuming 
productivity content from a lot, a lot of like the big name people in the productivity space, like Ali Abdal, Thomas Frank, um, Matt Diavella, and reading a lot of books, right? Like Atomic Habits, um, get it, like get getting things done by David Allen, like a ton of really great content, and tried a lot of different experimentations with time blocking, um, using Notion to kind of track everything, Google Calendar, and a lot of those centered around apps. Um, and then, the, and so I had been consuming this for the last few years, and when this pandemic hit, and I started preparing for the MCAT, which is the admissions exam for medical school. Um, I started realizing as I was consuming this content, I wouldn't say it was getting repetitive, but I felt like I had already consumed a lot of these ideas and and they kept coming up over and over again. And so I kind of got inspired to start creating my own, uh, like own content machine, I I guess I would say. Um, And so that's kind of really where the stuff with the MCAT comes in. So I, and it's kind of where this whole human OS um, thing has started. Uh, as I prepare for the MCAT, I, this was probably nine, 10 months ago now, I, I started looking around for resources, right? Um, there's a ton of really great forums, online Facebook groups, a ton of really great different things to uh, pull from, but none of them were really structured in a way that allowed me to access everything at once. So the past two years, I, I'd been pulling from these resources, but I didn't have any kind of database to structure it. I didn't have any timetable. I didn't really have a good way to consolidate everything. And so I turned to Notion, which is obviously a fantastic tool for that kind of thing. And before I did that, I looked around on Reddit, Facebook, asked a lot of my friends who love Notion, whether they knew anyone or they knew of a template to organize stuff for the MCAT, which is like an eight hour exam. It's a massive exam over the, all the classes I've taken the last two years. And no one really knew much. So I decided to create one of my own, right? I created this template that consolidated a lot of the productivity things I'd been consuming in the past few years, such as um, space repetition, active recall, um, being able to, the kind of like the Anki card, again, space repetition, but more specific. Um, and I created this massive template and started selling it, not selling it. I started sharing it with a few of my friends and sharing it with a few people online. And I realized how much value it was giving to them. And so um, through that and kind of morphing into human OS, I started realizing that a lot of the content that I'd been consuming, I was able to package it in a way that people were really responsive to and people really enjoyed consuming. And so that's kind of where human OS has come from. Human OS initially had been a way for me to consolidate my thoughts every week in the weekly newsletter that you mentioned and kind of share these tips that I've been experiencing the past few years, um, especially as I balance my life between, you know, all the pre-medical things I have to do, like research, volunteering, as well as school, as well as uh, I also started a nonprofit this uh, pandemic. So it's been a really busy whirlwind, but I really think that a lot of the techniques that I learned we're through that first initial year. And now that I'm growing and consuming more content, I'm trying to share that with the students and like professionals that I know as well. Great. So to me, it seems like productivity to you is like that initiation into adulthood where before you are reactive and realize that the way to be proactive is through the door of, uh, productivity and what you said that the same ideas came came coming back again and again and again which reminds me of one of 
my most favorite people in the world, Richard Feynman, who used to say that when you boil everything down, there are like in each discipline, 12 ideas. If you master, you know almost everything there is to know about it. And about the um, getting things done, there is that story in the beginning of the book of the three horses, the horse that, you know, learns fast and the horse that you beat it once and it learns and there is a horse that you need to keep beating it again and again and again with each gesture when it's learning to move it will learn it through pain and struggle and that horse learns much better than (laughs) all of them i don't know why i relate to that story and you mentioned that you have a way of packaging things that is both appealing and people like to consume. Can you just talk about two things, your process of creating that? And what do you think is that thing about your content creation that makes it so uh, fun and um, like easy to digest and all that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think there's a few things, Um, especially with that first template that I created, I had found this niche of pre-med students who are really looking for structure in their life and structure in their study routines. And I think that targeting that audience um, and really growing through that has been a really great way for like growth and like just getting a, getting some kind of audience, as I keep saying. Um, there just seems to be so much need for this kind of structure. And even as I talk to... Um, like job interviewers and like internship interviewers. Um, as, as like a few months ago, I was reaching out to a lot of people doing recruiting. And as I was telling them about human OS and like all this, all, like all this kind of productivity resources that I found and how I was doing this on a weekly basis, right? Like this isn't something that I'm con- doing once a month or it's, it's a product and you buy it and it's, it has this massive de- database. That's not what this is. This is me trying out these things talking about things that have worked well, applying this to everyday life and like specifically meant for students um, in most cases, but a lot of the things reach outside of that. And I think that a lot of the adults and the professionals that I've talked with have really enjoyed that too. Like I, I, like I specifically remember after a single interview I had almost 10 minutes after my interview ended, I got the notification that the interviewer had actually signed up for my newsletter. Um, and I've been in touch with him and he really enjoys reading that kind of content. So I, th- I think that the space of productivity is just so unique because it's apply- it can be applicable to any field. But finding that first niche field can really do a lot to start that brand off. Awesome. And, you know, when you have been doing this, creating your content, um, you know, getting feedback from your audience, what do you think? is your like marketing strategy what is to you marketing what is business what is product market fit when it comes to your own experience that led to human os yeah that's a great question um it's honestly hard for me to say as you said i i'm pretty busy with school and this had been kind of started during quarantine so i haven't had a ton of time to do a lot of deep diving research on marketing, I've actually found a lot of my growth has been organic from people consuming my content and then liking it enough to follow me on Twitter to subscribe to the newsletter. And so for me, other than that notion template that I made and started to monetize, 
for me, that product, uh, the product market fit is really more than anything being productive, being, being able to manage your time and do things that otherwise would have been really difficult or really you wouldn't have been looking forward to it. I understand. And let's say you're a maker and you're trying to, you know, you're working on a project and you want it to be done and shipped and all that. What is like, what are three specific tips that you think will make a difference to take somebody from being like running in all directions to somebody being laser focused and having high productivity and the right prioritization in their no code projects yeah i think the biggest thing is finding some kind of project hub or database to consolidate everything for example a lot of the things that i do in my free time involve research and like some really big projects that are hard to consolidate and are hard to kind of really laser down on as you were saying Notion has a ton of really great features that let you do this really well. Um, so that would definitely be one, like finding some kind of task managing app, some kind of productivity software that really lets you consolidate everything in one place. And another thing is to figure out your time management, right? Um, one of the biggest things for me was I time tracked for a week and, and I try to do this pretty regularly. It, it's just a very uh, tedious thing to do, but Try, like try tracking your time or, or see where your hours are going and write it all down. Find something, someplace for, to do that. For example, I use toggle, which is like a time tracking free software. Um, and it using that for a week really showed me where a lot of my time was going, where like times where I was like playing too many video games or spending a lot of time with my family, which is a great thing. Um, or not studying enough. Like there, there's a lot, there's so many places that time just kind of, vanishes away to and that that would definitely be my second one i think i think those honestly those two big things finding a consolidation service for all the things that you're doing as well as like managing your time are just really really important and a lot of the things that i kind of harp on in my newsletter great and i assume you know about kanban and uh reducing the whip work in progress and all that correct yeah absolutely what do you think about that because that is the opposite of consolidating and working on too many things at once. Because from my, you know, I noticed that many people, the longer their to-do list, the more they feel productive. I'm not saying they are. And what they end up with is like 10 projects that will take a year to complete instead of completing them one by one and benefiting throughout that we- uh, that process did you have such a tendency and what did you do about it or did you find a way to make it work that works for you or what is your experience with the always adding more and more and more and more new shiny things before completing what's already there i think a lot of it has to do with deadlines so most of my tasks especially um like the school related tasks have have like class deadlines, group work deadlines. And so a lot of that side of my life is like one off. Whereas a lot of the stuff with human OS and my extracurriculars are kind of ongoing, as you were saying, I really think that 
the biggest thing is to determine the urgency of each item. There's a lot of really great like tagging services. So I, I do everything out of Things3. And so there's a really great tra- uh, tagging system through that. Um, and that, that's what I really think is the biggest thing about paring down on tasks. Whenever people ask me this kind of thing is really identifying when you want to have every single thing done by it. And that's also, honestly, as I think about this, that's a lot of what made time blocking for me really, really effective was I would assign deadlines to tasks. And then on the Sunday before the week, I go through and assign how much time I think the task will take and I'll have it all blocked out. Even if I'm working on a multiple projects, I know that I have time set aside to work on each one and that each one, the time that I've set aside is accounting for the deadline that I had in my head assumed it needed to be done by if it doesn't have a hard deadline. That's great. Yes. Deadlines drive decisions and in marketing, but deadlines drive completion as well. And I'm wondering, in your life, now that you've been focusing on productivity and living the productive life for a while, what is the meaning of productivity to you? What is its value? What difference does it make to the quality of your life that is meaningful to you that you think, I'm grateful that I'm productive because I can have or I can feel or I can do X, Y, Z now? The biggest thing for me is stress management. Especially in high school, I would have all these tasks going on, all these events going on, and I and I didn't try. I like I didn't use a calendar. I didn't use a to do list. And so every day I'd wake up and kind of be like, "Oh God, like what what do I have to do today?" Like I I don't. I'm kind of worried about. I forgot something. I sometimes would wouldn't even care. Like oh, this is due today. Whatever. I'll just do it right now. And I was able to get away with that a lot in high school. But I think, again, that transition into college, I realized I have to start being more proactive and being on top of my calendar, being on top of my to-do list, uh, like being constantly in touch with professors and having reminders set to reach out to my friends and like take a break every once in a while. Having time set aside to be productive has really, for me, given me a lot of stress management and allowed me to relax, I think, a lot more than I would have been able to otherwise. The 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 joy of like waking up and looking at my to-do list and knowing that all I have to do today is that list and a little more if I want to, but this is these are what are these this is what is pressing pressing and this is what is due today. And I don't need to worry about not having anything done for today because I already tackled that on my to-do list for the days before. That's honestly been a complete game changer. Um, and has, has honestly made me a lot happier, I think. Yes. So you have happiness, stress reduction, and somewhat of a structure for your day where when you wake up, you know what you have to do, you have clarity, and you know that anything else will get handled in due time because the system is taking care of everything, correct? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And Having that structure, I think that you drew on is is been just a complete game changer. As I keep saying, it, it's just really completely changed the way that I approach my schoolwork and also a lot of the activities that I do outside of school. Yes, and when I was involved, you know, 
even deeper into the productivity, you know, forums and world and every and everything, I noticed that people had this tendency where they get excited about some productivity way or a tool. They like use it for one month or two or three, and then suddenly they try to tinker with it and spend more time either switching and learning a new one or trying to modify what's already working more you know they spend more time doing that than being productive did you notice in people this tendency or in yourself and if so what do you think about it absolutely i I think that notion i I keep harping on notion because it's my favorite productivity app but notion is a really big perpetuator of this because it's so it, it it can really take up hours just making your pages pretty and organizing everything without actually getting anything done um and it's definitely a tendency that I think a lot of people go through. And I, I think I definitely go through it. Um, the big thing with human OS and the, the reason I kind of built a brand around this is that I'm, I'm kind of the one, you know, going through the experimentation. I'm the one who's finding new productivity apps and then I'm recommending them to people knowing that they bring value in certain ways. And, and then that's kind of the point of the newsletter is, oh, try out this app. It's really good if you want blah, this, this, and this. And um, if not, then like you don't have to spend any time trying to figure out how it works best for you. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, I think more than anything, trying to be the first type of experimenter before the people, the I mass mean, subscribers, the audience really consume the content directly. So you're the guinea pig. <laughs> which is appropriate (laughs) as a pre-med student you know it's right (laughs) on point and i have a really you know somewhat of a different question but you have all your school work and all the things that you're busy with and you're trying different software and tools but some people when they sit down to write a newsletter and this is a big block to them they sit in front of a white page where they feel they have nothing to say and that document is staring back at them or they feel what they have to say why should people care it's not so interesting and who am i to be telling people this they won't care and all that Um, did you have such experiences and if yes or no what do you say to both kinds of people those that don't find ideas when they try to write a newsletter and those who might write something but never feel is good enough because they think, oh, people probably won't care and will think it's it's not that awesome, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, so really the running out of ideas portion is something that it's nice for me is that the digital productivity space is like kind of blowing up right now. And especially because of the pandemic, remote workers are really relying on these kinds of apps to get their work done. Um, and so you're absolutely right. It, it's really difficult to sit down and just write a newsletter, just sit down, write 500 words, just about things you find interesting I mean, it, it, as difficult as it could be. Um, and I think that breaking down the tasks is really just the biggest thing about it. Um, one, one of my biggest tips for productivity just in general is whenever you have a large project or even a project that might take a lot of time but you enjoy, um, 
really break it down so you feel consistently motivated to do it, right? Um, the when I do my newsletter, I've I build it. I have kind of a workflow, so I I, I have a pre built Notion template that kind of has it all set out for me already, and I have a I call it inspiration bank uh, based off of uh, this newsletter OS template that I found online on Twitter. Um, and essentially throughout my week, I'll just go through and clip things that I find interesting um, and maybe write a few notes about them, but nothing like really time intensive. But then at the end of the week, when I go to write my newsletter, a lot of that work is already done for me because I have the template set out. I have what I want to talk about that week. And it's just a matter of taking an hour or two out of my day to just really reflect on my feelings and thoughts for those things. So that's, that's really the biggest thing about approaching something that's like that a blank page, as you said, the other thing about feeling value about your product is, I mean, this human OS is built by me. It's not meant I'm not looking to get as many subscribers as possible, right? I'm, I'm trying to impact as many of my readers as I can. And while occasionally someone might unsubscribe, really the biggest motivator for me is when I put something out, I've been getting a lot of feedback on it. Um, again, I haven't had a time to do, I haven't had time to do a ton of deep dive marketing this year because it's my senior year and studying for the MCAT and everything. But I've been seeing a lot of just organic growth. And really what that tells me more than anything is the content that I'm putting out is something that people value. And that for me has been the biggest motivator. And again, that's kind of what, how human OS started was seeing this value being put to use by other people. Awesome. And do you have any story from your life or from a subscriber or another medical student that used human OS and it changed their life and they told you, oh, this happened to me and thank you. I'm so grateful and all that. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. So I, I actually, because I'm targeting like the pre-med community and a lot of them are similar to myself, I actually offer like a free zoom setup session for the notion template like the mcat notion template when you get it um when you download it and so i i'm not sure if i could target anyone specifically but i've really had probably 40 or 50 zoom calls with pre-meds around the country um and every single one of them has really as i walk them through the template as i help them set it up for their own test has has like almost immediately like thanked me and like told me about how much value they think they're going to, this is going to bring. And I've had many of them follow up with me after they've taken the test and tell me how much easier studying was studying was and consolidation was after using that specific product. Now for the, so, so like, again, like human OS is two faceted. So it's that, it's that product, it's the notion templates, but it's also the newsletter. And I've had a ton of my friends and also, people who have subscribed who have reached out to me and emailed me back and said this is really this has really kind of changed the way that I'm approaching my work um yeah that, that's I, th I think those two things are really what has shaped me to keep going on with it awesome and I'm sure in many ways it's that human touch that touches your heart when you know you've changed lives that make you keep going and stay motivated and 
makes things meaningful. And yeah. my question, yes, tell me now, because this is important. So how do you feel about it? Does it like sometimes make you go the extra mile or work harder or stay at night longer just because you know this person at the other end of the screen or of the internet or of the digital world will be impacted because of what you're doing in that moment. It it honestly really does. There's the the feedback that I've received has just been so I'm not even sure the right term for it. I, I guess it's gratitude or grateful. Like again, as I was saying, people people have just been finding so much value with what I've been producing that it's been really, 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 really heartwarming. And it makes, and it makes me like want to keep consuming pro- content because, and then the nice thing is, is like, th- these are all things that I would have been done, been doing nor- like just normally, like throughout my week, I-, I love to watch productivity videos. I love to read articles. And so this not only allows me to kind of reflect on my own thoughts and kind of gives me a chance to reflect on my week. It also gives me a chance to kind of share these with people that I know and, and people that even people that I don't know. Um, and, and, seeing like actual students and like actual people writing back to me and saying that they found something interesting or they started using the software and they really liked it has it's been a really really great experience yes and how does this relate to your studies and the future work that you'll be doing why did you choose to become a med student what is your goal that you know uh, you're studying right now for like how what is your purpose like your mission your life dream your vision that you're trying to create not only through human os but through what you're or you're studying and the future work you'll be doing yeah that's a great question and it's honestly something i'm kind of trying to figure out at this moment a big inspiration for me is Ali abdul um you know obviously doctor very like very involved in the productivity tech space um and like loves music and all this kind of stuff and and for me like seeing him build a business build a brand around this and ha- almost having medicine as a hobby has been really really interesting for me because i i love medicine because i've had experience like a ton of experiences like in the field working as an emt um shadowing doing research and so i really just like i love science i i enjoy learning about this kind of thing and then i also love learning about how to optimize my time how to be as productive as possible and so honestly as i try to figure out my career goals i i know that productivity will be part of it i know that being a doctor will be a part of it i haven't i don't think i have a full understanding of how these are going to combine together but i think that they both work like i've already the nice thing is I've already seen this work really well with like YouTubers like Ali Abdul. So I know that it can work together. I'm just not sure exactly how I specifically will do it. That's, you know, to me, you know, the, the thinking about life that most people don't really realize, they think that every successful person had their plan figured out and they knew what step B and C and D all the way to the final vision which is more of something that I blame a little bit school for teaching us that there is only one answer to everything and that every math problem has like uh, a set of specific procedures to get there. But real life is 
you have a vision and you keep adjusting to it. Like Nietzsche says, life is the process of constantly reorienting yourself in the face of uncertainty. And that's really how success and life is created. It's not a formula or a step-by-step long-term plan that is 100% bulletproof. And Ariz, tell us how can people find more about you, how they can subscribe to your newsletter, where they can find your Notion template and just your Twitter and all that. Absolutely. Um, So I I would say that the site, the website, humanos.pro, not .com, it's .pro. Um, I, I would say that's kind of the, again, as Notion is my consolidation software, I've also used it to build my website and it's really consolidating. Um, again, as you said, the template, um, my Twitter, which you can also just find at Ariz Kishwani at A-R-I-Z-K-E-S-H-W-A-N-I, um, as well as the site itself. Yes. Well, I think you're, this was a very valuable interview. I have learned about you, which is very important because information is valuable, but the person behind the handle and behind the newsletter and behind the techniques and thoughts is what, you know, being human is all about. You're not robots. We're connecting with another human being. And uh, I wish you a great day and to our listener, because I like to treat each listener individually. They're one person. And if they want to see my newsletter, it will be at nocodewealth.com. And goodbye, everyone. Mm